Hello, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to Weird Mythic Podcast, and I hope you had a good time listening to our last episode on the Aziza and the O'Shea, or Oshi. Sorry, I have it purposely misspelled on my paper because I would not be able to pronounce it. (laughs) So I have an update about the show. Unfortunately, our friend Serena is unable to continue with this project. I am bummed out. However, she is one of my great friends, and we will obviously continue being friends even if we're not on the show together. But Serena very much encouraged me to continue with Weird Mythic, and of course I'm going to do just that. I've always loved doing research on new things. I like to learn about different cultures, lifestyles, and beliefs, and this show was a great way for me to continue learning. And what it also does is You know, I like to share if I find something cool or something odd or even creepy. I like to share that with people because not everybody finds, you know, weird things. And that's what I'm about. So I want to share it because it's cool. (laughs) Well, I feel like everybody can definitely relate to some of the cryptid stories or the creatures that we talk about here on the show. And I just want to continue with that. I like the what ifs. And I like to kind of be a little spooked out or that curiosity spikes, you know? So I'm going to continue with the show. I'm going to continue with Weird Method Podcast. And I'm very much going to miss Serena. I love you, girl. And thank you for encouraging me to continue with the podcast. So with that out of the way, I am going to continue with the plan. We talked about on the last two episodes how we want to cover a specific topic for about, you know, like a good three to four weeks. So that's exactly what I'm going to continue doing. I am going to be talking about another fairy today. So I hope you guys like it. Uh, And of course, let me know what you think about all of our fairy episodes on all of our social media, but I'll do all that plugs at the end of the show if you continue listening. (laughs) So I wanted to find a fairy that was from India, like really bad. I love India. I've wanted to go there. Uh, I love Indian food. I've talked to a lot of Indian people and I don't know. I just, I've always wanted to go and I love uh, like Hinduism and Buddhism. So very much wanted to look at India and see what they had when it came to fairies. And I came across a goddess and I didn't write down the name, unfortunately, but there are so many different gods and goddesses. So this goddess, what was mentioned is she had multiple forest girlfriends constantly around her and the goddess wanted them there also. So they specifically said multiple forest girlfriends in this little like goddess thing that I found. And the only thing I could think of was a forest nymph. So of course I kept on Googling and I came across a word and that word is Manjaris, and that's M-A-N-J-A-R-I-S, Manjaris, maybe. Um, They are a collection of consorts for the god Radha, and they usually refer to, like, flower buds, which are also known as gopis, G-O-P-I-S, and those are also consorts of the god Krishna. After doing my Googling on the goddess with the forest girlfriends and the Manjaris, I was like, all right, all right, we got some like flower groupies and some forest nymphs. So I'm getting closer to the fae. 
And then I finally found another word and I came up on a mythological type fairy in Hinduism. They are called the Apsaras. Now the Apsaras, they are consorts of heavenly musicians and they're always depicted as a nymph in Hindu mythology. Their name translates to moving in water. Hindu water nymphs who are only for musicians. Come on. I, I had to keep looking. I mean, it's awesome. I've never heard of the Apsaras and it just made my imagination just explode. So something about the Apsaras is they are known to dance. They live in valleys and they are always near water or streams lakes or rivers. They're also in mountains, but it's always near some sort of water. Um, I didn't hear of any Apsaras being near oceans. It was mainly near streams and rivers. They also like to make lutes from fig trees. The only physical description that I could really find on the Apsaras was that they have very long, beautiful hair and they have it always in five braids. They are depicted with jewels and silks and just known to be very beautiful. So not only are these long-haired water nymphs very beautiful and have jewels and silks, but they also like to play dice. <laughs> so they're a little bit of a gambler. <laughs> but what they'll do is they will grant a person. Honestly, I think 100% of the time it's a man, but I'm going to say person. So they will grant luck to a person so that that person will continue gambling and playing dice. And of course that luck will run out. And when that luck does run out, that person goes a little bit crazy, if not totally crazy. So what that made me think of, especially in like Hindu mythology is of course they're in, in all mythology. There's a story so that people can, can correct a certain behavior that's not good. And that's what this made me think of. These beautiful water nymphs are going to give you good luck to continue kicking ass at dice. And then you go crazy. Sounds like a gambling addiction to me. So that was my little takeaway from it. However, let's get back into the Apsaras. They love men, specifically human men, not other Apsaras men, not other godlike men or mythological cryptid type men human men. And they are not permitted to fall in love with a human because they are consorts of another god. You can't fall in love with a human man when you're like supposed to be a consort and you do love this other god. But shit happens. And of course, there were some stories of some Apsaras that would fall in love with a human man. And what that reminded me of was, of course, Greek gods and how they were infatuated with human women. Like it happens. Like it just, you know, they're not always all those, you know, little gods, all the demigods are still going to go for those human women. So same thing with the Apsaras. They're like, that dude's hot. They're going to go for him. <laughs> so again, not only are these beautiful long-haired water nymphs like to gamble, but they can also transform themselves. What do you think they could transform themselves into? Could be anything, right? The only thing I got was an aquatic bird couldn't find anywhere on what type of aquatic bird. So I really hope it's not like a seagull because whenever I think of aquatic bird, 
that's what I go to is a freaking seagull. So I wish there was a little more uh, details on what type of aquatic birds they would, you know, definitely turn into, but nothing specific. So I do have some stories of the Ipsaros. I do want to remind you guys that these stories have been translated from like Hindu and Sanskrit to English. So I'm going to try to do them justice. I'm going to try my best. Uh, these are kind of like the cliffs notes of the fairies that I found or the, the sorry, these stories that I found on the Ipsaros. So let me go ahead and let you guys know about that. First story I have of the Ipsaros is about the Ipsaros who turned into crocodiles. The story goes that there were five Ipsaras, and they didn't want to wait to have one of the gods tell them to seduce a human man. Like, you know, they do with gambling. But it happened a lot, apparently, seducing the human men. But they were given permission. So these specific five Ipsaras didn't want to wait for a god to tell them, yeah, you can go and seduce that guy over there. They wanted to go ahead and do it themselves. They didn't want to ask permission. But not only did they want to seduce somebody without having the permission, but they wanted to do it to a god of their own. However, it obviously didn't work. Their seduction to this god didn't work. They didn't get any. And this god was like, oh, hell no, you don't have permission to do this anyways. And they were cursed into crocodiles for hundred for a hundred years. I'm sure they're okay now, but, you know, Apsaras, wait, you, there's a pecking order. You gotta wait. Gotta wait for that god to tell you what to do, unfortunately. <laughs> so another story that I came across the Apsaras was the Urvasi and the King Peruvis. The Apsara Urvasi spent four falls with the humans, and she ended up marrying King Peruvis, but she left after the, quote, union is broken, unquote. Your guess is as good as mine. But like normal, of course, King Perugas asked Urvasi to come back to him. I'm sure he apologized and said it meant nothing or it won't happen again. But come back to me. <laughs> but of course, like, you know, a strong woman, Urvasi was like, I can't go back. So she didn't. She didn't go back to him. But she did tell Perubus that his children will be a divine. Unfortunately, he will not. So he'll have to get over that. That's really the end of the story, guys. <laughs> but there's a, there is possibly like a second version of this story. And this is the second version of the story. So Urvasi does go back to Perubus with one of her sons. But the deal is that Urvasi cannot see Peru Peruvis naked at all. So she'll come back to him and I'll bring one of your kids back with me. But I can't see you naked. But of course, one night during a storm, Peruvis wakes up startled by thunder and lightning. And apparently this dude jumps out of his bed, buck ass naked. And of course, Urvasi sees him. And what happens when she sees him buck ass naked? She vanishes, completely vanishes. So Peruvis searches for her and eventually sees Urvasi swimming in a lake with other Apsaras, but in the form of an aquatic bird. 
she sees him and decides to grant him her presence of one night out of the year. So I do like that one better because it kind of has an ending, obviously. <laughs> but that he saw an aquatic bird and he knew it was her. And she's like, you know what? You can see me one night out of the year. Kind of sweet. <laughs> Got one more story for you guys. And this was from a book. Uh, the book is called Fairies in the Lower Simla Hills. And okay, actually, that's just the name of that like section, I think. Like, I'm trying to read my little notes here. Sorry, guys. But anyways, it's Folklore Volume 45, Number 4. So if you look up Folklore Volume 45, Number 4, and you see the title Fairies in the Lower Simla Hills, it's where I got this story. <laughs> so this story comes from, and I am so sorry that I butcher this, Dampur Kasuli. It's an area north in North India that has a story about fairies. These fairies, obviously fairies, they're not that tall, unless you talk about the O'Shea from the last episode, but these ones are only seven inches in height, and they live in the trunks of pine trees during the winter because it's cold, and in the summer, they like to dance on flowers. These fairies are either green or blue. In this story that I found, there's a gardener, and this gardener is telling the story of how he hasn't, like, really seen the fairies, it's always been like kind of like flashes of them or he sees like little people, then they disappear real quick. And he always refers to them as female. There's nowhere in his descriptions that they have wings, just that they're female and they're blue or green and that they're seven inches tall. These fairies are known to be happy that they like sugar. So if you want to offer them any sort of gift, sugar would be the best option. These fairies are also known to be a good open. In another part of northern India, or in another part of northern India, in Patiala states, <laughs> there is a mountain that is called the Hill of the Fairies. Now, guys, I Googled and tried everything I could to find hills of the fairies in Patiala state in India. Honestly, couldn't find much. However, on this hill lived seven fairies. And these fairies, unlike those seven-inch blue and green ones, these are human-sized fairies, like the O'Shea. So in this story, all seven of these fairies were walking along the Geary River, and they saw a very hot young fisherman. And I mean, this dude must have been hot, because all seven of these Apsaras fell in love with him. But one of the fairies really fell for him, fell for him so hard that she told this fisherman, I can turn you into a river god. Of course, the other six Apsaras were like, girl, you, you, you can't do that. Like, we can't do that. We don't have the ability to do that. Why would you say that? So after a while, the one Apsara that told that fisherman that she could turn him into a god, I guess she started kind of being rude and abusive towards the other Apsaras. And the, the other fairy sisters were like, girl, you got to get out. We can't have you in our little area anymore. So they sent her to live alone on top of the hill where it was cold and it would snow. Unlike the bottom of the hill where it was nice and sunny and like springtime all the time. 
This fairy who wanted to turn this man into a river god was so upset that she was sent away and pretty much banished from her fairy sisters that she would just sit there and cry and bawl at the top of this mountain or this hill. (laughs) Her cries and wails were so bad that that fisherman could actually hear her. So when he heard her crying at the top of this mountain, he would stay at the bottom of the mountain and cry with her. The other six fairies at that point, once the fisherman was crying with her at the bottom of the mountain, they were like, no, nah, I can't have this shit. So just take a wild guess of what these fairies did to this dude. Guess. No, really guess. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. They drowned him right in the Gary River. Right there. We're like, nope. Can't deal with this bullshit. Drowned him. So although that fisherman is now dead and drowned from these other fairies, the one fairy that's on top of the mountain, she has no idea. So she is still crying on top of that mountain for her fisherman. And she was banished. Yeah. Sad as fuck. And those, my friends, are the Apsaras. They are of human height, not like itty bitty fairies, except for that one gardener who said they were also blue and green. Okay. However, the Apsaras, I feel like are more like nymphs, like in Greek mythology or even the O'Shea in Ireland and Scotland, like they are fairies. They are fae, but they don't have to be small. They still have to follow the rules of those other gods or other entities You know, there is a pecking order. They're not allowed to go off and do certain things. So when they do, they get punished. Like they're only supposed to be consorts of heavenly musicians. And with that last story of them falling in love with a fisherman and then the one promising something that she couldn't do, of course she was punished for that. And then he ended up dying for it. So the fae world is very interesting. There's lots of different rules. There's lots of, you know, not only just rules. That's the only word I could think of, obviously. But there's there's things that they have to follow. There's certain expectations of them, of what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. And when they're doing something they're not supposed to do, they get punished. But otherwise, they're really celebrated. They're very They're always shown as being beautiful and a lot of fairies want to help people. And I also, what I do like about the Apsaras specifically are the fact that they are near water and the part about the musicians. Um, I just think it's very specific. I like it. Um, I can understand why they don't want to always follow the gods orders, but you know, it's, it's interesting. I've never heard of the Apsaras until recently. So Somebody please enlighten me. Give me some feedback at weirdmythicpodcast.com. Please follow me on Instagram. Yo, I am almost at a thousand followers. Uh, I think I need like four or five more people to follow me. And I'm at 1K on Instagram, which is Weird Mythic Podcast. Go to Weird Mythic on Twitter. I do need Serena's help. I will be reaching out to her. (laughs) I'm never on there. So I do apologize about any you know, silence on Twitter. I'm very much more active on Instagram, but I will definitely start to get on Twitter a lot more. Something I'm also very excited about for the show, guys, is I have been very up to date on our YouTube. So you can get all of our episodes on YouTube. 
I don't really have a lot of content per se, like in the videos, it's just our logo and the audio. I've been toying with the idea of putting up more content on there, like an actual video or some slides and some pictures for everybody. I've been watching a lot of Mint Fairy lately. Talked about her on the last episode. I really like the way she does her her videos. So might be looking into that more. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll get better at this on my own. And I hope you keep listening to Weird Mythic Podcast. Again, tell your friends Go to all of our social medias, comment, like, download, whatever you got to do to make that algorithm the awesomest. And I hope everybody has a good day, good weekend, all that good stuff. Thank you.